Hey besties, I'm back and today I want to talk about a really popular romance novel that's sort of taking the romance genre by storm and that is Every Summer After. Now, I have a lot of strong feelings about this book, my goodness. So let me start by saying that this book reminds me a lot of love in other words. Um, you know, it's a summer fling type situation, but you know, they're friends at a young age and then they sort of grow up together and then they decide to try a relationship and it just very much reminds me of love in other words. However, I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed love in other words. To be honest, I didn't like it that much at all. And I think it's because, and this is how I feel about a lot of second chance romances, is that there's just a lot of miscommunication or misinterpretation on the part of the main characters. It's really an avoidance. They avoid talking about the issue and they run away and they live their life and yet they can't fully live their life because they're still stuck on this person and their past and then you know they finally realize that they've not been living life and that they finally need to come to terms with their past and they need to see the person again and it's just always it's just always a little too almost ironic I I don't know what it is but I do not enjoy it so we follow our main character when she's in preteen and her parents first by the lake house in Ontario and they buy it just as a summer house and it turns out that their neighbors are two boys Sam and his brother Charlie and they become really good friends you know they teach her how to do special jumps into the lake and she you know takes care of Sam Sam is the younger brother Charlie's the older brother Charlie is trying to pawn his brother off on kids his own age so he can go and party like an older brother wants to do and you know hang out with his girlfriends and all that so Sam and our main character Persephone Percy for short or purse I believe is like the abbreviated abbreviated nickname for her P-E-R-S And so her and Sam just really create this very amicable, companionable friendship where they sit in a room together and they talk and they read and they just hang out and they get along. And Sam is really sweet to her. And Percy has had some friend trouble at school. She had like three best friends and they had a sort of falling out because, of course, Percy has a... (laughs) horror movie like addiction that's her hobby she loves to watch horror movies so at the ripe age of 13 she is watching a scary horror movie and her best friend did not like the scary movie the scary movie was so scary that she peed herself so of course being 13 and being embarrassing and feeling humiliated meant that she needed to end her friendship with Percy and then would make fun of her at school to make her the outcast. So during this summer, Percy really was looking for other friendships outside the city kids that she was used to and went to school with. 
So her and Sam really hit it off, and she loves to come and visit him, and they email throughout the year when she's not at the lake, but, you know, they're always looking forward to the time that they're going to spend together. Well, the timeline jumps. We're going from Percy and Sam's childhood to Percy as a grown-up adult, and it's 12 or 13 years later at this point. She hasn't seen the boys. She hasn't been back to the lake. Her parents sold the lake house, and she gets a call. And at first she thinks it's Sam, but it turns out it was Charlie and their mother had passed away. And that was tough for Percy to understand because their mom during that time in her childhood was much like a second mom to her. I mean, she worked at her restaurant in town and, you know, she was constantly over the house hanging out with the boys, mostly Sam. So her and their mom's relationship was very close. So that was devastating news to her. And obviously she wanted to come to the funeral. So even though she hadn't heard or seen Sam in 12 to 13 years, she's decided that a great time to just air out all the dirty laundry would be at his mom's funeral. <laughs> so she goes back to town and she runs into Charlie first. Actually, no, she doesn't. She runs into Sam first at the restaurant and he's cleaning dishes. You know, she makes fun of him like, oh, you've never been good at doing dishes. And his immediate reaction to her is not anger it's not sadness it's almost as if the time that's lapsed in between them hasn't even happened and he gives her a hug and they're like how have you been and they're ignoring the elephant in the room and then he's like you want a drink and then proceeds to you know give her like three glasses of whiskey and then they're getting tipsy and then a woman shows up and I was, as it would turn out, the woman is Sam's girlfriend. And immediately, Percy is like, oh, boundaries, boundaries. I should have kept boundaries. Like, I can't just act with him. Yeah. Why are you acting with him like nothing's happened and no time has passed? And we're, nobody's telling us, like, what the issue is. Like, why haven't they talked in these 12 years? Like, it's got to be huge, right? Like, how could you just leave your first love and move on with your life and not talk to them? Like, something big has got to happen. So we get to keep going back in time as she's getting older and she goes from awkward teenager who just got her period and then gets her boobs and she's going through all these very transformative times in her life to being an older teenager, being like 16 and finally admitting to Sam their like attract mutual attraction to one another. But Sam decides that like, you know, we're just in high school. We only get to see each other a few times a year, mostly only over the summer. It doesn't make sense to be in a long-distance relationship with one another. And also, what if we need relationship experience? Um, Sam's sort of idea about it was like he didn't want it to just be them in a relationship and him not having any practice and it somehow fall apart because there's not enough experience on either side, which I understand. But at the same time, I kind of felt like, well, how would you know unless you try? So that hurt Percy a little bit, but... She had been going on dates with her best friend's cousin, so she just agreed that she would keep seeing other people and he could do whatever. And then it's almost like they have a little, like, competition going, like, who can make the other jealous. And really, it's Percy, because I don't think Sam really ever has any serious girlfriends as a teenager. And, 
you can tell that Sam doesn't really want Percy dating other people, but he also can't ask her to not date other people because he's not willing to date her, you know? So they kind of go through that awkward situation as teenagers where, like, they like each other, they've acknowledged it, they want to be with one another, but they don't think that it's the right call or the right time. Then fast forward to them being 18 and they're graduating, but they're, like, going to different colleges but he's decided, yes, he does want to be together and distance be damned. They can figure it out. Well, they're supposed to spend the summer together before going off to college. And Sam hadn't shared that he had applied to an internship program because he wants to be a doctor that would be taking place over the summer until Percy shows up to the lake. And he's like, oh, I was worried you were going to be mad. But I got into an internship program and I'm actually going to be leaving in a week. And she's like, a week? We're supposed to have months together. And he's like, I know. She's like, why didn't you tell me? Which I understand her frustration with that. Why wouldn't he tell her so she could have prepared herself? And he basically said it was because he wasn't sure if he was going to get in. And then he enters the internship program. And he, in the town where the lake house is, he was a big fish in a small pond. Then going off to college, he's still the same size fish, but he's in a lot bigger pond now. So he's really not as special or as smart as he thought he was. And the internship program was hard and he was sort of ignoring her. And he was like, I need to focus on my task and basically won't accept her calls and won't send her back emails because he's so focused on work. And then when she does call up there, he's like having a party in his room and he's drunk and a girl answers the phone and she's pissed. She's livid. She's like, put him on the phone. You're so busy that you can't talk to me and reach out to me and tell me that you love me, but you're having a party in your room. And the line goes dead because apparently he vomited all over himself. Well, Percy is pissed. And Charlie wants to do what he can to sort of make it up to her. Charlie, Sam's older brother. And so he goes swimming with her and tries to take her mind off of things. And he thinks his brother's being stupid, but like trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. And so then Charlie offers to take her to the movies a drive-in and they have a great time and charlie's always been flirtatious but he's just a flirtatious man like he always had multiple girlfriends flirting and picking is his love language um so he's flirting with her and she's sort of giving it back because she didn't feel wanted anymore and i have issues with that um and while i can understand her frustration and she's mad at Sam for not being there for her. Like, you're young. And he's away at this doctor's program. And have a friend. <laughs> like, have a platonic friend. Have a girlfriend. Complain to them. Hang out with them. Paint your nails. Cry. Scream. Do whatever you have to do. But hanging out with your boyfriend's brother and flirting with him? Not the right call, I don't think. And so... They flirt, and they go back to her house, and her parents aren't there because they were staying in the city. And they sleep together. And immediately, like, now that the big thing has been unveiled, I can't forgive her. And what's worse is she doesn't tell Sam. And so then the next time she sees him, he proposes. <laughs> he proposes to her. And she slept with his brother. And she never told him. She just says, no, I can't marry you. 
basically her explanation was like, you were right, we're too young. And lets him think that and never speaks to him again. Now, granted, she does try apparently to reach out to him uh, through email and calls and he never responds. But how dare you keep that a secret from him? Like, she, she deserves the backlash. And she should have come clean. That really pissed me off. So she goes back and she's an adult now and she's ready to come clean. But he has a girlfriend and now she's like, well, how do I tell him? Like, do I even tell him? Yada, yada. Well, she can't fight his attraction for him. And his girlfriend winds up leaving. And as it would turn out, they're very on again, off again. And when she left, he broke up with her because obviously he still has residual feelings for Percy. And so him and Percy basically hook up. And he's like, I love you. And she's like, I slept with your brother. (gasps) That is that. And I'm talking like they hooked up. And at the end, you know, when it's finishing up, he's like, I love you. And when she should have been saying, I love you too. And having an intimate moment, she says, I slept with your brother. Let that sink in. Just marinate on that for a second. Could you imagine in the throes of passion, that's when you decide to drop a bomb? You're kidding me. (sighs) Anyway, she drops the bomb. Sam just goes, how was it? And then Percy's Percy's getting dressed and she's like, oh, shouldn't have done this. Can't believe you'd say that. And she like runs out. But her car's not there because Charlie had taken it and whatever. But, like, how dare she be the mad one? You don't tell him for 12 to 13 years. Then you have sex with him. Then you blurt it out at the end. Uh, Percy, you fucking idiot. Like, what, what a terrible way to handle that situation. Sam eventually winds up following her out to the dock and, like, apologizing. And that's when she realizes he knew. And then she's like, I can't even be mad at Charlie. Right, bitch. You should have been the one to say something. That's his freaking brother. Of course he's going to tell him. Are you kidding me? Also, like, how did Charlie and Sam repair their relationship? Like, that, your first love and your brother slept with her? Oh, talk about messy, messy, messy. And Sam's like, yeah, I knew. And it hurts. But, like, he's over it, I guess, because he loves her? No. I'm sorry. And it might just be me. But no, I, how is that forgivable? I would make her do so much groveling. Oh my, like, I would just need a lot more. And I'm not even thinking I could forgive the person, but they would at least need to try a lot harder. And so it, it basically ends like that. I mean, it, it's not, the ending wasn't very memorable. I'm pretty sure they wind up going to the mom's funeral. And then she decides in the epilogue that, which is like, eight or nine months later, that she's going to propose to the man of her dreams. Ew. Like, what? So, I'm being harsh, and I'm sorry, but I'm just not one for a second chance romance, especially when there's cheating, especially if you're going to cheat with their brother. It's one thing if it's going to be a stranger, but his brother, like, you're messing up family ties here, Chica. Like, what the heck? Anyway, those are my really strong feelings about every summer after. 
I hope you enjoyed hearing it <clears throat> as much as I enjoyed dishing it out because <gasps> I needed to talk about that one. I needed to get it off my chest. As always, if you have any recommendations of books you'd like me to read and talk about on the podcast, please email me at bookscoop at yahoo.com. All right. Love you.